Harvey Hyde is heard right here on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas. Online at KSHP.com. Governor Ron DeSantis says he's spoken to anxious family members and assured them they will keep searching until everyone is found. Democrats on the House Appropriations Committee released a proposal that would cut the Homeland Security budget for fiscal year 2022 by nearly $1 billion. Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick criticizes those cuts on Fox News. These people are just crazy. I mean, to think that we have 2 million that we're going to apprehend this year crossing the border compared to about 400,000 last year, and they want to cut Border Patrol and ICE. And you're listening to USA Radio News. If you're tired of the old cable news, you now have a choice. It's Newsmax TV. More than 40 million Americans are tuning in, making Newsmax the fastest-growing cable news channel in America. Every minute, every day, Newsmax gives you the real news you can trust with top analysts, hosts, and guests like Ben Carson, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, Dick Morris, Nancy Brinker, Mike Reagan, Rudy Giuliani, and so many more. It's easy to watch. Find Newsmax on all major cable systems or get Newsmax free on streaming platforms like Roku, Zumo, Pluto, YouTube, and most smart TVs like Samsung Plus and LG. Remember, Newsmax is different than most cable news networks. You can get it for free on your smartphone, so download the Newsmax app and start watching right now. Join the Newsmax revolution and get us everywhere, online at Newsmax.com, on your cable channel, your smart TV, and your smartphone. Because when news breaks, you need a trusted source. It's Newsmax. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says Democrats will not take up the Senate's bipartisan infrastructure agreement until a budget reconciliation bill is passed in tandem. That particular version, as it is, uh, is something that we would take up once we see what the uh, budget parameters are of the budget bill that uh, the Senate will pass. Republicans in favor of the bipartisan infrastructure agreement are no fan of the highly partisan reconciliation bill. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin is meeting with his German counterpart for a ceremony at the Pentagon. The secretary is saying the United States supports Germany's mission to try and maintain peace and stability in the Indo-Pacific region. We see your commitment again as Germany plans its naval deployment to the Indo-Pacific region. This deployment demonstrate, demonstrates Germany's commitment to projecting stability in an area of fierce strategic competition. USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis says it will take some time to get to the cause of the Florida condo collapse. As the investigation is underway, many people are taking a look at all different angles of what could have happened. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, Dan Naraki has more on the story. As the search and rescue mission continues at the collapsed condominium tower in Surfside, Florida, the effort to discover the cause of that collapse has just begun. With preliminary efforts focusing on a 2018 inspection that found cracks in concrete columns, beams, and walls in the building's parking garage. Alan Kilshammer is a structural engineer who's been hired by the city to investigate the collapse. He tells CNBC that multiple factors may have caused the collapse, 
and that he will be looking for the trigger. The, the issue is that when you have cracks, depending on the size, the, the cracks alone generally are not a major cause of a problem. The reinforcing steel, when you look at rusted reinforcing steel, it, it'll look like a lot of rust, but rust is an expansive material on steel. So you have to wire brush the steel, you get the rust off and you see how much good metal is left. So, you know, they, they all will be some of the things that possibly could have contributed to the collapse in some form or another, but but you have to find the trigger also of what actually precipitated the collapse. More news online at usaradio.com or check us out on Facebook as well at USA Radio. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Experience the Artisan Hotel's theme suites, restaurant, bar, pool, and complimentary valet. During the week, the Artisan is a quiet Las Vegas retreat that's great for travelers and locals. The weekend is all about nonstop partying and the award-winning Artisan nightlife. All rooms include free gym access and Wi-Fi. The Artisan Hotel is centrally located between the Strip and downtown Las Vegas. Book your stay at artisanhotel.com. The Artisan Hotel, your unique Las Vegas boutique hotel. Have you heard the big news? Vent Blotique Las Vegas has a new name. Now you can call this amazing salon Sparkles Beauty Bar. Sparkles Beauty Bar is a full-service salon specializing in blowouts, makeup, cuts, color, and now mobile services. Same great locations in downtown Summerlin and Henderson off of Green Valley Parkway and Horizon Ridge. Check out all they have to offer at sparklesbeautybars.com. That's sparklesbeautybars.com. Let your best hair day be every day. johnsyndicate.com call 1-888-201-4201 that's 1-888-201-4201 direct from the vegas strip are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the vegas wise guys the same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5 10 20 dimes a game on week in and week out Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. 
Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Folks, here we go. It's Sports Insider Radio. Inviting you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. And there's a lot on the proverbial docket. A day without soccer. I mean, the Euros made it to the semis. The days have been great with the soccer games. NBA, crazy stuff going on. Big injuries. The Stanley Cup final. Can Montreal keep breathing tonight? I think that's a must win for them. Major League Baseball is rolling right along. And football is on the way. So without further ado, we send it east to our good friends, John and Mike, kind enough to join us. I can only imagine Mike is back in the office, fresh off the golf course. Too hot, Brian. It's just too hot. degrees here. You play too seven hot. days a week. What's a little heat? No, I actually, you'll, you'll really uh, enjoy the statement for me. I actually took a week off. I was down at the beach for a week. Um, I did not play. I did bring my clubs, but the people with me chose not to play and enjoy the beach. And I had this little bit of a uh, ab strain that probably could have used a week off. So it's all gone now. I'm healthy. So the the July Fourth weekend should be a big weekend. We have a couple of tournaments coming up. So very excited about my progression and my consistency. I think the week off, as remember, we talked about this. Last year, it's, it's it's always good to take some time off because it's, sometimes you play even better when you have a little bit of time off instead of just grinding it out every day. I don't know, man. Our Tour de France representative in Maryland doesn't seem to take days off. So I'm uh, I'm going. I cycle. At, get up at five thirty in the morning to beat the heat. I'm on the bike by six. I, I took. I am taking one day off today. That's it. I did I did about 200 miles in the last four days. I said, I'm going to give my body a break. I'm training for a 110-mile race that I do on July 30th every year. That's pretty and cool. And unfortunately, I don't, have, I don't have the luxury that uh, Big Mike does. I got to do it. So I, I'll be cycling at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. to beat this crazy humidity. Tell me about the bike race. That sounds intriguing. So my son has autism. So I do an autism charity ride every year. Um, to raise money for Autism Speaks Foundation. And uh, it's from Baltimore, Maryland, to the Eastern Shore, to Rehoboth Beach, Maryland. And, uh, you know, you're, you're familiar with this neck of the woods. It's, it's about 110 miles from beginning to end. It takes about, took me the first year about eight hours. 
The second year, six hours. Last year, we did it even with COVID. We had to wear masks on the bus. Took about five and a half hours. I'm trying to get to four hours this year. Um, so we'll see what happens. Is it hilly? No, it's flat, So, which is actually more painful. I prefer any race with hills because when you watch the Tour de France, which obviously I do every morning, you've seen some of these amazing crashes, which obviously you don't want to have, but they're wild to watch. Uh, you get a break. With, you know, you go up the hill, but then you get a break when you're going down the hill. Big Mike, he has a Peloton he ordered during COVID. Something like an in-home trainer, and we'll talk about real sports betting-wise, It's there's no break. So when you're when you're on a treadmill in the gym or you're on a bike uh, exercise bicycle, the lack of elevation, the lack of going up, the lack of going down, you never get a break. So 110 miles flat is constant pedaling. Where if you're riding 110 miles up and down, you go up, then you go down, and when you go down, you're basically giving your body a break. So this is actually worse. Well, I'm impressed, pal. That's good, man. Good. On, look at both you guys. Out there yeah, being, being athletic as it gets. You want to welcome and, uh, in our we other compatriots? We live in hell. We live in humid hell. You live in dry hell. And then Dave, he lives in paradise where it's probably 70 degrees in Colorado. Hi, David. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. It's like 70 today. I love it what out was, here. Was your, body, was your body used to the heat when you were in Vegas oh. in the studio last week? Or did you remember? It was warm. Was just- oh, okay. It was Dark, cloudy. I think it was only like 90, right, Brian? It wasn't very hot. Well, I think the day you were here was the one day it was like really overcast. And it was almost like a nice fall day because it was so overcast. And that night it was it was, it was was great. But many of the days are in the, you know, in the 110, one, it, it got up to 115 right before you got here. No, the, the days. So I brought luck. Yeah, the days you were back here was pretty cool. You lucked out. I brought the luck. Not lucked out. I brought the luck, sir. There you go. I like I like your yeah. conviction. So what's hey, what? can I get? A, can I get a little Baltimore <laughs> Orioles? Hey hey, dogs dogs. Baltimore hey, hey. Orioles. Hey hey. Hey hey. I mean, Plus really, guys. And then they won. I, they won. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Even so, so you know, here's the thing, um, and we'll get into basketball in a second. So this is I'm gonna I broke down two key trends. First of all, as of today, favorites in baseball, are winning 58.8%. 688 wins, 482 losses. Probably about, so the favorites in the last three weeks have been on an absolute tear. Here's the interesting point when you delve into the data, and I know Dave will say it's a small sample size. If you bet home team dogs only out of that 688 and 482. The favorites, the home dogs are 58.8%. So I'm going to repeat that. All the favorites, if you bet every game, you're 58.8%. If you only choose to bet the home dogs every day since the beginning of the season, you're 58.8%. You flip the same percentages, flips from Favorite, 58.8% to dog. And when I'm not talking about plus one and a half. I'm talking about straight up money line. Same percentage. Here's what's wild. Saturday, I'm excuse me, Sunday, 16 games, zero home team dogs. Monday, 16 games, one home team dog. Today, 16 games, 
one home team dog. So it's almost like I wake up every morning, I'm chomping at the bit, I'm looking for the home team dogs. If you guys want to know it, I'll save you the the, 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 the home team dog today. Actually, there's two home team dogs today. There's Washington Nationals uh, at 105 Vegas time, and then Cincinnati at 410 Vegas time. So there's two home team dogs today. But literally, to find a home team dog on the board in the last five days has been very hard to do. While the best percentage, if you don't want to handicap and you want to blindly bet, is simply to bet the home team dogs, now you got to search for them. It's, it's pretty miraculous. Now, regarding the Orioles, I did a YouTube video, and what I said was, knowing, and this goes back to the video that me and you did years, decade ago, Brian, not of the business of betting, it's not, it's not only knowing what to bet, it's knowing what not to bet. And what I said in my YouTube video was, I can't in good conscience give out the Baltimore Orioles unless it's just a lottery ticket value play. What I can say is don't lay 300, regardless of who the team is. So if you simply don't lay 300, and you're not the guy that had 19 parlays, because Vegas is loving it the last two days. Vegas loves when a team like Houston loses. They're not losing money on the Baltimore Orioles. They're making a killing on every blown parlay. I think even Mike was guilty sticking Houston in uh, some parlays this week. And that's where Vegas loves it. You take all these super favorites, you tie them together, and then you get zip. You get nothing. Um, In terms of streaks, what I said last week, Dave, is the same thing that I'm saying today. Very few teams win or lose one game and chop. Back to the Baccarat table. Very little chop. Just like you have to search for a home team dog, You have to search for a team that wins one, then loses one, then wins one, then loses one. It does not happen. So when you see when you see a situation like Texas winning last night against Oakland, well they were on a three game winning streak. Now they're on a four game winning streak. When you see the Orioles win the first night, they win one game. Everybody comes back. They expect the chop. Uh Uh-uh. Now they're on a two-game winning streak. So when you look at the board today, it's amazing. There are only one, two, three, four situations where a team has won one game or lost one game. In those situations, more times than not, if you just go with the prior result, you're going to make money. I know it sounds so crazy, but the trend is your friend. Milwaukee's won seven in a row. The Cubs have lost five in a row. You would take Milwaukee if you were going to lay the six. Did you say the trend is your friend? The trend is your friend, which is there's no chop. There's no chop. There's no chop. There's no win one, lose one. So when I look at this, so here's the wildest thing. When you look at teams in their last 10-game records, it's very deceiving. You'll see, you know, uh, Atlanta's lost one game. That's their streak. They've lost one game. And they'll say they're 5-5. Five and five. Well, what you don't see is that they won five in a row and they lost five in a row. There's no 5-5 five and five where you're going win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. It doesn't happen. So if I'm sitting at the Baccarat table and the last hand is player, 
I just roll with the streak. I play the player. If it's banker, I roll. The only way you're going to catch 10 banks in a row or 10 players in a row is to not be the guy bucking the last hand. So when you, what I look for is those situations. Toronto's won three in a row. I'm not going to lay 240. Seattle's lost two in a row. What it means is it's a no bet. I'm not going to take Seattle just because they're a dog. I need Seattle to be coming off a win to take them as a dog. I need to add that other factor. And so when you do this over and over again and you look back and you go, wow, the Yankees uh, uh, are five. You know, you, you see, all of a sudden you look up, you see a team's eight and two in their last ten. Or you see a team's nine and one in their last ten. And you don't realize that because what you're, you don't, the streaks happen so quick. So you got to jump ahead of that train. And what I'm, the way I'm staying safe in this situation, last week, if you were a betting client of mine and you bet every underdog that I released and you bet $100 a game, you made 200 bucks. I know it doesn't sound like a lot of money. In a week when 75% of the favorites won, I was still able to extract a profit from underdogs where that 58% on the favorite side, you're still a loser. You're still a loser. You're still a loser going 58% betting favorites. Where if you bet every home team dog, imagine that. You're 58% on underdogs, not the plus one and a half. You are making an absolute How many fortune. games is that? How many games is that, that sample size? Six hundred eighty-eight and four hundred, six hundred eighty-eight and four hundred eighty-two. So do the math. Uh, one thousand well, one hundred sixty. You also count like plus one hundred two, isn't it? But but what's your average? Do you know what the average price is? Average underdog 40, price. Thirty cents, forty cents, thirty cents, forty cents. That is you know pretty, on that the, is pretty. Yeah, that is pretty amazing. Like that's that's got to be an anomaly. I'm pretty sure that's I never mean, happened I've never seen a percentage stay yeah, the same from that, favorite to dog just by going from home team to road team. And home doesn't really matter in baseball as much as the other. Well, sports. this year, that's amazing. This year, it this year it's the only thing that matters. This year, it's the only thing that you matters. You matter, now, John. You also. Matter. I have a theory. I have a theory. COVID, there was no fans. It was a shortened season. Is it relative? And I think, Let me, is your theory I relative? Think, I think it's relative that these players are so excited to play in their home team stadium with their fans that it is making a big difference. Because when you look at the, you can't deny the numbers. You can, I mean, we're over 1,000 games into the season. And, I mean, it, it is just basically, if yeah. you've got a road team, you're basically asking to lose a big money. sample size. I'm sorry? A thousand is a pretty big sample size. Where, where, well, the anomaly is the fifty-eight percent home dogs with how many six hundred and fifty? That's 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 one hundred percent an anomaly. That just can't really happen. If your average price is thirty cents, that, that's hard. If your average price is plus one thirty, six hundred and fifty games at fifty-eight percent. That, that's that's an anomaly. So yeah, I don't well, know. No, it's, uh, to the total logic. the total record right now is. There's been 1,170 games played as of last night. So I'm doing this on 1,170 games have actually been played. 688 wins, 482 losses if you're betting the favorites. But if you flip it to the home dogs, now you're talking but, but 246. How much, how, much would you, how much would you be up again if you bet $100 on every dog over the 1,100 games? 
I forgot. You keep saying the running. I think total like right week. now you're up about right now you're up about twelve hundred bucks. But the but the but the true anomaly there. And then how much are you up if you bet a hundred on every home dog or you don't know? You I mean I did the fuzzy math closer to about ten thousand. It's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, that that's insane. <laughs> Holy. Well, look at the record. That's, it's two hundred and forty-six. Yeah. Minus one seventy-three. So there's been four hundred nineteen, yeah. four hundred seventeen home, uh, four hundred nineteen home dogs. So if you take oh, two hundred forty, oh, oh, four nineteen. I thought you said six fifty. No, no, no. You're, hear me out here. The entire, if you bet every favorite. Since the beginning of the season, there's been 1,170 completed games. And you didn't care whether the favorite was on the road, and you didn't care whether the favorite was at home. You're 688 and 482, which is 58.8%. If you decided in the beginning of the season, I'm only going to bet every home dog blindly, you are 246 and 173. So out of the 1,170 completed games, 419 of those games were home dogs. If you bet that 419, you're 246 and 173. So let's just say for the argument's sake, I'll go on a a low side. You had 246 games where you had an average return of of 30 cents. At $100 a game, you made $31,980. And then you lost $17,000. Three hundred dollars on the um, on the on the one hundred and seventy three losses. So it just an average, you would have made thirty one, thirty two thousand minus seventeen thousand. Just rounding it. Yeah, it's about quick 14. math. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and you did no well, and you did no handicapping. Think, but I think what that tells me, I think if I had to guess, I didn't even look at what happened, and and I'm kind of drawing a blank on the whole season. Because, I don't know. But if that kind of tells me that the, like, two and two and a half to one home dogs just ran real good, which kind of sucks. I wish I would have been more into the, you know. Uh, wow. Okay. So that's well, what's what that real, but, but what's even But what's even crazier is just how many of those games teams... went under. <laughs> no, never mind. Well, what's, e- what's, here, what's even crazier is that away favorites. You ready? Are fifty-five percent right? And so, and and home favorites. You ready for this? Home favorites are sixty-two percent. The worst bet in baseball right now is away dogs. The worst bet in baseball is betting on the Baltimore Orioles at Houston. Now. I'm not saying you can't break even, but it's 33%. If you bet every away dog, you're 290. It's ridiculous. You're 33%. So you go from 58% on home dogs to 33% on road dogs. I still think these are all just random numbers at the end of the day that kind of even out, but it is interesting. I mean, you're saying they even out, but, I mean, again, like I said, I'm watching this, like, in real time, and, again, I, I'm the first guy right, to tell you. Have I taken it? Even. Have I taken advantage? Have I taken advantage of it? Absolutely yeah, not. Well, no, no you, I haven't. Well, no. Well, you said. Well, st- you're, you're, you're on record saying fade the Dodgers, 
look to take the bigger dogs and just play most dogs. You, you did see that before. One I'm staying, here's what I'm doing. I'm staying alive using my algorithm, making a little bit of money and not losing money betting favorites. To make two units last week betting underdogs from Monday to Sunday when I literally – and here's the issue that I'm having. I'm trying to – I'm looking. My algorithm is – waited for looking for that home team dog. But I just said we had a four-day period where there was three home team dogs on the entire board. Go look at Sunday's board. Go look at yesterday's board. There's no home team dogs. I think, I think fading a lot of moves goes up in value in this situation. Maybe just take the – maybe put more on the dogs where the line just really moves a lot. Like I know yesterday that Oakland one – that moved a lot, a lot, where I was right. like, what's going on? Minus 160. I think it closed like 210. So here's what's going to happen was, tonight. There was so no new info. This, this goes back to the trend as your friend. Every sucker and their mother is going to bet Oakland tonight. Now, I'm not saying Oakland can't win. And every game, as our good friend Kenny says, every game's a snowflake. snowflake. Seems, here's seems like the it. issue. I'm not gonna bet against a team that's on a four and run and six and four. I'm fine so with that. So if you if you make me bet, I'm taking Texas again. No, but I but I think a good strategy is okay. You're saying they won four in a row. I, I that sounds right. But I, and they're like, six and four in their last ten. Well, I don't care about that. But like four in a row, if if your logic is all right, I'm not gonna say to a team that's won three or four in a row in baseball because I think they're they're kind of in the zone hitting, you know, clicking Correct. on all cylinders. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. But I, I mean, after that, going against the the moves where people are going, no way this team wins again, and, and then they bet into it and, and lose the line a lot. I well, here's what happens. If you, take the, if you take the Houston game, and then we'll talk about some basketball, if you take the Houston game today, the opener versus now, it's still early. <laughs> It's moving down because everybody's going, Baltimore scored 13 runs yesterday. They're hitting. They're rolling. They're not scared of Houston. Now, they've done it. You know, all this, they can't, they, all the, all the, uh, they can't sweep the game nonsense. You know, I, I'm very, I don't, one of the things I think you and me agree on, this whole fantasy of it's hard to sweep a team. Nonsense. Teams get swept Yeah, no, that doesn't matter. No, it's if a, anything, game is just, a snowflake. Your phone, your phone's a little sketchy, Dave. Can Dave, you hear me now? Yeah, there you go. Now I can hear you. Go ahead. If, if the people are like betting into these emotional theories, they can't get swept or things like that. Then well, those, so if those you do that tonight, ones. right? So if you do that tonight, and just based on what the current lines are right now, you're going to lay two eighty to win a hundred on Houston on the can't get swept. You're going to lay 200 on Oakland on the can't get swept. You're going to be laying basically 500 to win 200 on the if come can't get swept. And you're probably going to go one and one. Texas will win or Baltimore <laughs> yeah. will win. And then yeah, you'll lose right. juice, a lot of juice. <laughs> you're right. No, you're right. I like that. In fact, I would do the run line. But no, I like that. That's right. Because that is built into the price. Like if you said – Okay, they're going to have these pitching matchups, and you didn't say what happened in the first games. The prices would probably be lower. It's it's like a they can't lose again blind. 
So that's, I mean, even Mike, even Mike said yesterday he couldn't believe it. He goes, they're making Houston 300-plus again? They're taking advantage of everybody going, there's no way Baltimore is going to beat them twice in a row. And they pump up the number. Yeah, no, it's not. You know? I know. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, I got a shout-out to Brian Blessing on the radio live. Talked to him Monday. I was all ready to take Montreal. He literally said to me, I'm taking Tampa Bay, and I like the over. Tampa on the puck line, and I like the over. Easy winner, 2-0, bing-bing, chaka-bing, chaka-boom. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I wish they were all that easy, Brian. I wish they were well, all that easy. No, and you want you wanted the barking dog. I know you did. I mean, the plus price was the puck line. You still got well, I never call you asking about the favorite, that's for sure. <laughs> right? Not in hockey. Not in no. hockey, believe me. And, I mean, I would, I would even throw out, uh, like, betting strategies, I would say this. The Islanders were amazing uh, throughout the playoffs, making money on these guys with plus prices galore. At the end against Tampa Bay, if they were going to win and contend, it was correlated that the games would be low scoring. And the problem was that Tampa Bay was capable of winning low scoring games. So instead of taking the big plus price with the Islanders, you were getting two shots at it that if you thought they were going to win, that they would be low-scoring games and you'd play under five plus money as opposed to taking the Islanders plus like play plus $1.15 on the side, on the total, under, or plus $1.45 on the Islanders as the side. And it worked in both games, the under hit, and it absolutely worked in the last game. Both games, the Islanders competed – and they won a low-scoring game, and they lost a low-scoring game. But instead of going 1-1, one and one, you went 2-0 and oh with plus prices in both games. And the same thing holds true tonight. If you think Montreal has a shot against Tampa, which I don't, but I would say this, they have to win tonight or this series is a four- or five-game series. If Montreal competes tonight, it's correlated to be a low-scoring game. It's the exact same premise as the Islanders. You would take the under five because Montreal could compete really hard but lose the game 2-1. So it's always over for me in game one of series, and everybody was on the under in game one. It probably reverts back to a lower-scoring game tonight. But instead of taking the big swing with Montreal, you say, hey, I think they're going to compete tonight, but they could lose 2-1 in overtime. So the under would be the play for me. But I think Tampa Bay clearly towers over these guys. Got it. And then, Dave, I got a shout-out to you. Uh, you faded the puck. What, was it, what did my son say, Mike? What did he tell you about the game yesterday? Dave was all over the winner. He said, without Trey Young, there's no way the Bucks could lose this game. They're going to blow them out by 30 points. Now, granted – he did have a little bit of luck against him where obviously Atlanta yeah. caught the, the lucky part of the game with Giannis going down with an ACL injury. But even before the injury, they were playing extremely well. It's one of those, and I think Dave talks about this on the radio pretty often. It's, it's about, you know, just the energy of the team that's got to step up when their yeah. key player is out. And a lot of times it works for a game. It may not work for an entire series. But for that one independent game, 
where in this scenario it's do or die for them. They they need to win this game or they'll be in big trouble. You know, they had to bring everything they had. And, and look, as a team, collectively, they played incredibly well. There wasn't any individual superstar that scored 30 or 40 points. And obviously with the Giannis injury, that also helped the cause. But I would say this. In that game, I took a swing with Atlanta plus seven. And I'm kicking myself. I wish I had done the money line. Because we've seen this in the playoffs. We saw it with Brooklyn where Harden goes down, then Irving goes down. And you're like, well, all that means is Kevin Durant's got to put up 40 points, and it's not that he's not capable. And he did and took it to the mat. Then Kawhi Leonard goes down. It's not like their world – I mean, it's an incredible loss. But Paul George on most teams would be the stud guy. So now Paul George has taken over that role, and he's doing it beautifully. I was wrong about – that I thought Phoenix would really step on him the other night. Now I don't know, man. I'm telling you, look out for the Clippers. But the game last night, why Atlanta was the play, if you watched the game that really turned this whole thing into a freight train for Atlanta, when they were down 20, whatever it was, six points to the Sixers, Atlanta had basically said, okay, we're done. We'll live to fight another day. And Lou Williams came in. And put up 15 points in like five minutes, got them back in the game. And then Trey Young came in, and they won that game, and now they're on a Tootsie Roll. So, okay, everybody's, oh, my God, Trey Young's got the bruised foot. And I'm like, well, I just saw this 10 days ago. Lou Williams can do what Paul George is doing. And Lou Williams was a monster in the first half of that game. And they were in control of the game before Giannis got hurt. And look out. I mean, this Atlanta team's feeling it. But it's, it's so weird to watch these playoffs where an Atlanta team that looks as strong as they are and beating the 76ers and beating the Bucks in a couple games and then other games, they look lost if Trey Young, well, prior to last night, if Trey Young is not going to put up 30-plus points and have an incredible performance, even more of an assist man, they, they look lost at times. And I I'm not sure if it's really the DNA because the coach is a really good coach. Love Dave McMillan. So it just at times they look lost. Where you know they have a lot of they have a lot of young players that are extremely good. I mean John Collins is an awesome young big man. Capella can definitely get you 15 to 20 rebounds a game. Bogdanovich when he's on point he could easily put up 20 plus. And Lou Williams has been that X factor that really nobody's talked about in the playoffs whatsoever. He really hasn't done much, and he really hasn't needed to because Trey Young puts up so many minutes per game. They play the same position. And, and honestly, they're still playing with one of their better um, wing defenders that's been hurt. So for them to do what they're doing, and Huerta's coming in, he's a Maryland grad, a Maryland alum who was really good there as well. He's putting in some good minutes. I mean, as a collective team, they can beat anybody on any given day. But it just sometimes betting on them is just so odd because they just look lost at times. And like two games ago when the Bucks, you know, literally blow them out. But without, I, I think it's a much bigger loss for Giannis to be out for the Bucks than obviously what we saw last night with the Hawks not having Trey Young. And I didn't think that would be. If you asked me a couple of days ago if Giannis and and um, Trey Young are both out, who would you like? I probably would say the Bucks. But seeing that Lou Williams 
can definitely fill in just enough. And not enough. I mean, he's not. we're not expecting 30 out of him, but if he could put up 20 a game and be productive, they are a very dangerous team because they have all the other pieces. I feel like the Bucks they, they run their entire offense through Giannis, and he doesn't always have to be the scorer, but he takes up two guys in the paint all the time, and they, that's why they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the NBA right. because of that, because they're wide open so many times. So yeah, it's going to be good, interesting to see. I don't, yeah, I don't know exactly um, how bad Giannis's injury is. I don't think they've reported it quite yet, unless Brian knows something I don't. But if he's not 100%, and he needs to be 100% for the type of game that he plays because he's always getting hit inside, he's always getting fouled, he's always getting to the line, he's always making those you know, extended layups is what I call it when he's just floating in, running at full speed from the free throw line and getting those easy buckets. If he's not a hundred percent, I don't see how they could one come out of this series. And if he's really hurt and they really don't have his services for the rest of the postseason, I mean, it looks like the West, the West, you know, finals, is really like the NBA Finals. And it's I've seen a crazy amount of injuries, especially to stars in the postseason, I think more than any other season. And maybe it feels that way because no, we always you're talk right. about it. Like no, you're right. More you're injuries. Right. No, never been more. The thing with Giannis, he's having an MRI, a hyperextended knee. And Stevie Slapshot, who does my shows in Vegas uh, and on uh, Sirius, He's an injury guy. In fact, you know him, John. He was the, he's the injury guy over at Don Best. Uh, right. ex- exceptional work he does on the injury front. And he's talked about this on our radio show, that whenever somebody has an MRI, it's automatic. I mean, you're missing games. I mean, you're not throwing somebody for an MRI. Right. You know, uh, I mean, it's significant if you're doing an MRI. So, I mean, they are, they are very much in doubt now, the Bucks. Then I think that's going to be just as more suspense going forward. Then I think you should wait to bet the Bucks if you're going to bet them, but bet Atlanta maybe now. Uh, what's the going rate over there? Two and a half. Well, Milwaukee, yeah, Milwaukee, it was, it was more. No, no, Milwaukee is a two and a half, two and a half point right favorite. It, was, it opened up at four and a half. Now it's two and a half. Yeah, but I mean that is that number is absolutely a Giannis out number. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That yeah, I mean, me, there is late. no doubt. Giannis is in. They were seven point favorites in that game. So they'll yeah, probably they, they, one or something tomorrow. Question is, if I'll Trey play. plays, are they a favorite on the road? I no, probably. I doubt it because his injury is questionable as well. Uh, you know. The fact that he didn't play though yesterday, or yeah, yesterday is pretty telling. Down two one, he's in a lot of pain too. So for me, it's Milwaukee if he plays for sure, because uh, I know there'll be a bump in that line too. Well, a sprained ankle, a, a sprained ankle, David, I think is one thing. I mean, not good, but I mean, listen, at this stage, the guy's going to give it a go. The thing that would be really the problem, I think is the bone bruise on the foot, right? I mean, that could be really deep-rooted and hard to shake yeah. off. Yeah. No, for me, for me, if he plays, if Trey Young plays, 100% it's Milwaukee opposed because I do think they'll go to possibly favorite on the road. Just the betters will just bet into that and 
And well, I think he's well, let me ask you this. I mean, struggle. do you believe – I mean, I swung at it with Atlanta last night. I thought Lou Williams would – I thought Young would go, give him that Willis Reed kind of thing, and I thought they'd be in it. I mean, Milwaukee me too. runs a little hot and cold for me. Okay, it worked out. In retrospect, there was another we way to – though. Well, in a, yes, in retrospect, there was another way to do it. I, I, I did that and was fortunate. But I'm wondering with this game specifically, now with injury questions on both sides, I think you watch the first quarter, and if you're going to dive in with any kind of conviction, watch the first quarter and let's see what the deal is in terms of, okay, Giannis is out, Young's out there, but he's hobbled. And, and make your mm-hmm. decision after you see some of what's going on because I think there are too many yeah. gray areas to really, with conviction, make a decision on this game. Well, you're right, too, because the algorithms for in-game, they just kind of go off the pregame spread and they're not... It's just numbers. Yeah, it's just numbers. So, so that's actually right. I mean, you're right there. You're 100% right there. Shop around, obviously. But, yeah, at the end of first quarter, you'll have multiple different numbers to choose from, and then, yeah, do exactly what you just said. And, and I would say right. this, too, and you know the way the end game is, David, honestly, for argument's sake, let's say Giannis is out and Young is playing, but he's not 100%, but maybe they manage his minutes and they've got him there at the end of the game. But once you start watching this, but like we're saying, the algorithms, they're just numbers. In a perfect world, if you're watching this, and Milwaukee probably gets an early bounce from being home in front of their fans, that Milwaukee opens up a six, seven, eight point lead or something, but you're watching and saying Atlanta's fine. I mean, Young Young is gonna. I think Young is gonna be there in the second half, and and you're seeing it. And and you factor in Milwaukee's gonna come out of the gate strong. You sit there and you're rooting for Milwaukee to get a six, seven point lead. Then you then you come back and you take Atlanta plus five and a half, plus six, and, and get and get like a, you know a lot more wiggle room. In game, mm-hmm. yeah, because usually injuries or pains or whatever, as blood's flowing, it, it, they seem to go away. Like when I first start working out, it it starts to go away all the random pains. The more the more um, the blood's flowing, so yeah, if that's your logic, no, it sounds good. I mean, I like your wait till the end of the first quarter and then uh, do an in game bet. Love that. Can't agree. Did you uh, agree congratulate more. all money line winners on last night's Atlanta game, or was that just a spread play for you? No, oh, I no, I said I'm uh, kicking myself for not doing the money line. No, no, I'm asking Dave. My, did you? That was that was my best game of the year because um, maybe second best, first or second. Because well, here's the good news. The here's the good news. Last week you said you had your worst game of the year, <laughs> so only a week yeah, later you best. had your best game of the year. Well, because okay, the, the best times on the in play is when when stars go out. They, they kind of they don't know what to do. They don't know how to adjust the lines, and and then you'll see huge discrepancies because because of that. Also, this we've talked about literally for two years, but it's the same thing on the in play or halftime betting. When it when an underdog has a lead. It's somewhat, you know, like last night, that just screamed, oh, they're going to blow the lead at some point. So as they're not blowing it and then the lead goes to more and more, I'm sitting there, I'm laying 11, you know, and, you know, and I'm sitting there just laying the points over and over and then they, they 
swept every single bet I made. But I knew, like, okay, my plus seven's in the bag, my plus four's in the bag, my pick'em's in the bag. And then I laid 19. Then I laid 19 and a half. I remember laying 19 and a half. So but, I think the difference between you, the, the difference between you as a pro and a non-pro is the pro who already had plus four would say, I'm not laying 19 and a half on a team that you I'm getting, they wouldn't yeah. understand it's well, still good, it a good against, bet. It, it goes against human nature to do that. You're just going, God, I already got my plus four, but it's completely relevant. Exactly. That's 99.998% to win. The bet's basically already final, somewhat final. It's it's irrelevant to what's going on in the moment because you could be taking plus thirty one and a half with Atlanta if they if they're down. It's completely irrelevant. So you have to remember that you have to go every bet's a new situation. But you have to also analyze your your risk for each bet. So you have to kind of go okay, this bet's ninety percent to win. This bet's whatever. And and and, and when I'm staring at most of my bets were plus seven, plus four, plus two and a half, pick them. Minus two, minus four, and they're up by 22 um, in the fourth quarter. These bets are, are done already. It's just an, a new bet now. But, yeah, I know it's hard for people. I, I get that. This has been a strong show. Probably our, our best this year if I had to. Well, guess. I mean, I mean, you, you see, I think I try to put myself in the position of how they would think because we're talking to them all day, and I'm like, I got plus four. Yeah. Now you want me to lay 19 and a half? What? You know, huh? What's you know? Well, if anything, they're going to try to take the plus. Well, like the like we like the players, they're not supposed to celebrate till it's his final. We don't celebrate our, until it's his final. There's more value to get. Get it. Don't don't fist pump with your plus seven. Get all the value you can, and then when it's final, celebrate. Right. I like it, uh, Mike. Were you yeah. fist pumping those parlays this week? Last week was very did very well. Uh, till the end of the week, and then I've just had a lot of uh, issues with the relievers. So I, I have to put out a signal. I have to talk to all these teams, figure out why the relievers are losing me games. Just can't <laughs> figure it out. I can't wait for football. Yeah, I'm like tired. They don't care. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like eighth inning, they just I stop know. caring. They just forget the pitch. You know, you know the joke, two strikes, two outs, top of the ninth, and they give up a home run on an 0-2 count. I've actually had that happen to me this oh. year. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it. I've <laughs> seen it all. In football. I've so seen. I had a huge position on something, and it was like they took it off the board, even off the betting in the home run. Can't remember the teams, but it was three weeks ago. So it happens, but football, football's coming, boys. Yes, it is. Before you blink. Before you I don't blink. know how we're so talkative in the, at the end of June, but we found a way today. By the way, by the way, John had a theory. He said it was relative. So does that mean you've coined the theory of relativity? The, for, the theory of betting relative. I'm the Einstein. Listen, I got to tell you something. Listen, Brian, because you're a totals guy, I'm going to blow you all away right now. You're a totals guy. What do you think the total record is in baseball, percentage-wise, over/under? Ooh, I think Ooh. I, I would say you're going to freak when I tell this. No, thing. I'm going to say the odds 50%. makers. I just say the odds makers have done a good job because they're you got the stupid foreign substance thing. Guys were hitting the cover off the ball in the beginning. Then other then teams would go ice cold. 
I think certain teams have been real streaky in nature. Guys with horrible ERAs keep getting, you know, hit regularly. I, I would say the odds makers probably have done a really good job on totals. All right. If you bet every game over the total this season, 1,170 complete games, you are 568 to the over, 563 to the under. Ooh, I got it right. 50, 50.2%. A five-game margin is the difference between over and under edge. Right now, five-game edge to the over. And I think that has to do with the fact that you get these double headers where you get seven inning games. Um, but like I said, it's literally based on the closing number, 50.2%. That's strong. Dave, small sample yeah, I mean, size? What, no, that's what we want. What percent? Say it again. 50.2%. Yeah. That's what we want. That's what I want. I don't want these extreme things to happen. I feel if they're 50% on what I'm betting, I'll do that. Whenever these extreme things happen, I I don't know. The variance goes up. So I like it. But I, I like to hear that. You mean that. the whole, the whole I, 61% betting at teams at home goes up? Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I mean, well, if, if the anomalies are my side that I look to play in the long run, it's fine. <laughs> but if it's not, I don't like it. Like, if NFL dogs go... 40% this year. I put a fork in me, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that's ever happened. As long as me and uh, Brian have been doing this show, I think it's always at the end of the year. I come up with some crazy number where it's off by like three games on the closing number. I mean, I've never seen that. You have weeks, obviously, where every favorite wins or every dog wins. But, I mean, at the end of the year, I think last year it was like. It was 2008. Like, favorites went 58%. Remember that? And the books got killed and. Well, no, you remember that, obviously. You, you, you remember that. <laughs> I think still, it's the 2020. It's the 2022 season coming up. 21, I've been 20, doing it that I mean, long, though. I've been doing it. No, but what I'm Ryan saying is, think about one year, one year out of every. You know, that's my point. Is that like you said? In the end of the day, it is 50. percent But again, are you starting to come around with me on the dog thing? You know, the baseball betting dogs. You still like? Uh, no. Man, I'm a tough sell. I mean, when when you first said 650 games, I was like, wow. But now it's only 400. Okay, small sample size. Nothing to it. When you said 650, though, I was like, and real play, you did say 650 home dogs. Well, no, no. All I did was extract the home teams. But let's talk. Look, the Dodgers, 49 and 31, still down $441 on a season with them. No, that one I agreed with you. When you said that at the beginning of the year, I said, oh, yeah, that sounds solid. You're right. You are right, because the betting public's going to take the Dodgers mindlessly every game. I, did, I agreed with you on that one. I just don't think blindly betting every home or every dog in baseball works. It works if you shop around and have some really good accounts, then sure, with bonuses. And But I think in theory that they're just going to – the closing line's going to be right and – There'll be a year stretch where it comes. I mean, back honestly, down, I have to tell you guys, there's only there's only two games for the season that have been making printing money for betters: Boston Red Sox and San Francisco Giants. That's it. That's it. Every I other think, team is. I think you're just addicted to just saying those random numbers. 
I don't, that's I'm looking I at the numbers. If you bet on Boston, every game you're up 1500 bucks. If you bet on San Francisco, every game you're up 1900 bucks. And the reason why is why? Because, once again, Boston has been an underdog 30 times in their 20 and 10. San Francisco has been an underdog 30 times, and they're 19 and 16. And so what happens is the teams that can't make you money are teams that are, like we said, it's not about the Dodgers and the public. It's about them never being a underdog. So that that's that's the core issue, right? So the Orioles, just to give you an example, after this little run they went on, they're 26 and 54. You're down 1,085 bucks on the season. Not that big of a deal. They literally made up six games and two bets. They made up 600 bucks on their figure. They were down $1,600. Now they're down 1,085 just by winning two games at plus 290, plus 300. So that's that that that's what happens when when you're a dog. You can always stay in the race. When you're a favorite, you basically you're never in the race. I mean, you look at all these how teams that are at the top of their. How do you have time to look at these numbers so much? I do. I do about an hour and a half, two hours before the radio show. I got to sound like I know what I'm talking about. I was thinking, there's no way you do it bike riding. There's no way you do it like working. You're busy working. Then you have your family time. How do you have time to stay up? Yeah, I'll give you a great one. Impressed. Listen, great one. Mets top of their division. You're down thirty six dollars on the season. Dodgers tied with San Francisco. Down four hundred and forty one dollars for the season. Every single one of these teams in the top of their division, because they're always favorites, you're losing money. White Sox looks like a great team to bet on. You're down $495 for the season. Okay. I mean, all the wow, teams I, that make money, all the teams that make money are the losing teams. All the teams that don't make money are the winning teams. I basically, you did you say can that. Like, I'll give you credit on that. You said that at the beginning of the year. You said you're going to make money on the losing team. You said that, and you said they the Dodgers. But I just think Miami's doing it over 10 years. So, I don't think there's expected I mean, value. I don't think there is any. I mean, you do agree, I Brian. Know. I know we have a little time left. You do agree that when a team like Houston loses two games in a row, the sports books are loving it. They had so many parlays tied up with a team like Houston. No doubt. Because, you know, people, no doubt. people I mean, love they be, they, Well, they become a public team. Yeah, they're hammering those teams that go on the, on the win streaks like that. Yeah, they're hooked into every parlay. Yeah, I had a guy tell me yesterday he was 9-1. and one. You know the loser, Houston. <laughs> I mean, you just know. That these guys are like they're that one $300 day away, game away from, from, from hitting the, the lottery ticket. And, you know, they're doing it for small money. Obviously, nobody's putting big money on these games. But it is funny when these guys literally, you go on Twitter, and the minute that big favorite loses, nobody, nobody's talking about losing $5,000 or three thousand dollars to win a thousand dollars on Houston. They're talking about I blew a nine teamer. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Good final shut word. it down. You boys, yeah. good information. <laughs> good information on the homework assignment with all the numbers. Mike, get back on the beam. Hit them straight. John, good luck in the bike race. Dave, come back to Vegas and get it cool again. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, man. That's the moral of the story. So, listen, good stuff as always. Invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Thanks to the boys. Hope everybody has a great week. As they said, football's coming. It's coming fast. Thanks for joining us, sportsinsiderradio.com.
It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com.